What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the huddle. It's the huddle. You are listening to season five because we know the season now. Uh huh. Episode two. Episode two, man. I was so tempted to like try to say it in Spanish, but last time I messed it up. So I'm you did episode do dos. Yeah. Episode. Yeah, dos. Dos is good, but I remember I messed up three. It was. It was. Uh, I said. Tres, when they oh said, yeah, <laughs> it's, you don't have to roll the R. It's just tres. It's tres, yeah. Tres, tres. Right. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Yeah. Whatever. Y'all know what season it is. It's season five. It is episode two, and we episode are super two. honored and excited to be back in the building talking to you guys. Um, as always, it's a great, 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 great day to listen to the huddle. So happy Friday to you. Hopefully mm-hmm. you are either off work for the day or driving to work on your lunch break. However you're listening to this, we appreciate your love and support. Listen, don't be selfish with the message. We ask that you would share it to somebody, tweet it, text it, put it on your Instagram stories because we got something to say today. That's right. But before we get into the topic, y'all know the first segment of this show is Hear Me Out. Austin, what's going on in your world, man? Hear me out. Hear me out on this, man. Um, I think y'all might have got a little lax, but don't forget that the huddle is the only place, the one and only place that you're having the hard conversations that you know you don't want to have, but we all need them. We all need to have the hard conversations. That That's all I got to say, man. Just hear me out on that. We're okay. Coming. So speaking of hard conversations, I have a hard conversation. Uh-oh. <laughs> Doing the Daniel fast, Uh-oh. but I called a timeout yesterday. <laughs> How many days in did you get? Oh man, I don't. I lost count. Really? But I started on the first. Okay. Okay. So that's 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 some time. You're, you're, that's you're some about time. a you're that's about a weekend. That's, a, that's some time. It, okay. It it it's, it it was hard, y'all. Okay. The flesh was weak. The spirit was willing, <laughs> but the flesh got weak. Hey, I hear you, man. Now, I'm gonna be real with you. That's a great, great fast, but I've also been really working out a lot, mm. and so I got lightheaded, and it was in a pinch. I was I caught got caught slipping. I should have went to the store and got mm. the stuff that I know I can eat because I ran through it, mm. and I didn't have anything. It was late at night, and I'm like, mm-hmm. if I go home, I'm not I, all I have is a protein shake right now, mm. at the, and I'm not supposed to do that. But I yeah. mean, I need something. Like I'm yeah, you can't workout lift weights and you know not have something in your system so your boy is here at you know the huddle confessing that i <laughs> slipped but i got back up hey like donnie mcclellan said we fall down but, but we, we get, get up, up. <laughs> uh-huh that's right you up Listen, bro. That's all that matters. i had to get up so i just wanted to say you know if you're on your fast and you slip get back up get back up that's right so yeah 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 other than that i don't really you know what i do want to give a shout out to some people i have the most amazing casting crew in the land okay i don't care what you heard or what you've seen (laughs) koc we have one of the best cast and crew people on this side of heaven so last week we ended up canceling rehearsal and you know a few people got sick people started sending me videos of them at home like rehearsing their stuff oh my goodness just to see like if they were on the right track Mm. and i think that that is top notch level commitment absolutely and i am just so blessed to have amazing people Mm. um a part of the team so i wanted to give a shout out to the cast and crew of deception we are super excited and then another shout out to a a friend of the show y'all know him Mm -hmm. 
I call him Bryson. You call him what? I call him B Money. B Money. Listen, <laughs> if you are not watching the Steez, is he calling them Steez Sessions? Steez Sessions. Steez yeah. Sessions on Instagram. I repost them every time I see them. This man is actually, he, I, I'm really like impressed. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. He's he's really dry. He's always been a wise person. But it's kind of cool when you see people. It's not just a conversation in like the house and the kitchen, but they're actually taking the gift and throwing it out there and helping yeah. some people. So I like it. He's got some pretty interesting perspectives on some things. And so mm-hmm. check out the Steez Sessions on Instagram. Steez Sessions. You are in for a treat every week, every Friday. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, dude is dude is knocking it out the park. But other than that, that's that's all I got, man. That's that's, 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 that's it in my life. Man, so this is two, not one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still know that we're the one, not two. But <laughs> wait, <laughs> I don't know where I was gonna look, man. This heat got to me, y'all. It's like what 80, 90 degrees out there. Look, don't judge me, all right. <laughs> I was trying to be slick, but it's That's all good. Funny. That's funny, man. Um, bro, we talked already. Um, well, I mentioned already that this is the only place that we have the hard conversations that nobody wants to have but that we all need and so i think for the second episode of this season let's just talk about something hard man okay let's just talk about how to be a real one how to be a real one do we really want to you think they're ready they gonna have to be listen y'all how to be a real one Okay, now everybody, you know, that's a phrase that we say a lot, especially mm-hmm. in KOC. That, I, I, I even put that on a hat for myself. <laughs> I just love calling people, you know, a real one. And I only give that title to people who I think are a real one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like everybody like wants to believe that they're a real one. Mm-hmm. But um, what, is it, what does it even mean to be a real one? Now, I'm going to be honest. There are two versions of real ones. <laughs> you can be a real one in like, you know, the streets, uh-huh. and a real one in like the kingdom. Mm, okay. So, you know, in the streets, if you were a real one, that means you were loyal. That means you were somebody who could back up what you said. Mm-hmm. That means that you were somebody who people could count on. Mm. Um, you know, you just you didn't really hold back. You just you was like all or nothing bam 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 as mm-hmm. far as you know being social is concerned okay now in the kingdom it's all of those things but a little bit more spiritual so like or okay. or actually tied to the spiritual yeah so like absolutely. you're all or nothing but yourself but you're being honest you know mm-hmm. you are doing what James 5 tells us, confessing your sins one to another so that you can be healed. You're backing up your commitments and you're being Mm -hmm. a man or a woman of integrity. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you you practice what you preach. If you're Mm -hmm. out here preaching love, you're walking in love. Yeah. So I think that's a real one in the sake of the kingdom go. In the kingdom. Yeah. So, you know, we're kingdom over castles, the huddle. Right. I think it's only right 
for us to really dive into the kingdom real one like what does it mean to be a real one in the kingdom and um man i'm reminded of something uh one of our favorite pastors pastor tory roberts of one la um and the goat one la denver says or has said and he he was talking about like when he was um when he was stepping into ministry Mm-hmm. And I think that he had some like maybe lingering sexual sin in his life or something like that. Mm-hmm. He simply said this. He said um, he was having a conversation with God and he said, God, you've been the real deal with me. I want to be the real deal with you. Wow. And I remember him saying that. And I, I admired it because like a- as cool as that sounds. I think that there's a lot more that goes into that than just simply saying, I'm going to be real with you, God. Yeah. Like there are a lot of things that you have to grow up from. There's a lot of things that you have to shed from your life. There's a lot of faith that has to be grown. Um, There's a lot of trust that, that has to be uh, to get, has to be given. And, um, and, and I think it's something that like, we're going to have a good time talking about today. Um, I think first when, when you're talking about being a real one Mm -hmm. in the kingdom, Mm -hmm. um, I think you have to be seen. Like we know that God sees us. Yeah. We know that God knows everything about us. He's all knowing, but how many of the people that we go to church with, how many of the people, um, you know that we do ministry with can say they know the real us mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i'm not saying that you you go out here and you just tell everybody your deepest darkest secrets but what if god told you to share your testimony like is it a testimony or is it something that is still tied to your life right and i think sometimes um in my own life i was scared to share my testimony mm-hmm. because my testimony was was still being written and it wasn't a testimony yet yeah it was something that i was still walking through and i believe that the lord was telling me that it only became a testimony when i did what he said to make it one right um that's good and, and so like i think number one like you in order to be a real one you have to be willing to be known to be seen by God. Yeah. And you know, when you, when you think of it, a lot of us don't be real because of the consequences that come with it mm-hmm. or like the judgment. Yeah. So like we mm-hmm. live in this, you know, everybody's like, you know, don't judge me. Only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. Mm-hmm. And I think really what that is, it's just a defense mechanism yeah. that prepares you or helps you brace yourself for being judged. I'm going to be honest with you. <clears throat> I think that, and, and this is just my experience growing up in church. This isn't like a statement to bash churches. I, I don't like when people are like, the church should have done. Like, I, mm-hmm. we're not going to do that. But what I will say is growing up in church, I think because we've seen the consequences that come with people confessing, mm-hmm. you kind of feel like I don't want to like. So I, I remember growing up in times where like if someone was pregnant out of wedlock, 
they mm. had to like sit down they couldn't sing mm. on the worship team like um for baby dedications some t- some churches would do them in the pastor's office and not like mm. in, with the church yeah. you know um if, if a deacon you know was unfaithful to his wife it was like you need to step down you need to do all these things mm-hmm. and yada 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 and i do think that in some cases you might need to get yourself together but i think that that's only if god tells you to Mm-hmm. Like if the Lord is telling you, you know, sit down for a season, let me deal with you. But mm-hmm. sometimes our man-made consequences just for doing what the Bible tells us, mm-hmm. which is confessing our sins, have caused people to be like, okay, I'm not going to do that because mm-hmm. I don't want to have to confess in front of the church like what I did or mm-hmm. like have to, you know, explain why aren't you singing anymore? Because I never understood why we did that because it yeah. was like that doesn't change that the sin happened. Right. That doesn't, and then if we think about it on a deeper level, who who does deserve to serve? <laughs> who does would. deserve to sing this week? Yeah. You know, it's. It, I mean, just because we've put some of these sins on pedestals, mm-hmm. it's like you know your attitude at the gas station is no different from the infidelity. Mm-hmm. If we if we're honest, because there's right. no sin scale, there's no like sin is greater than the other. Mm-hmm. It's just sin. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times people are not being the real one or not being their real them real selves because they feel like, is this a safe place? Mm. Uh, bro, I think that's that's good because I think that's plagued the church for a really long time. Um, and you can even look back at Jesus and the woman caught in the act of adultery. Mm-hmm you know she was quote unquote caught in this act and they were willing to throw stones at her right right away right um they didn't there was no opportunity for restoring her restoring her or loving her um they were just willing to do away with her right kill her right you know and sometimes that's what we fear Mm -hmm. it's like if i am honest am I going to be stoned too? Right. Because although these people claim Jesus, Jesus is not here to kneel down and write in the sand for me, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, there's this fear of like, I know the imperfections of the people that I'm about to confess to. And mm-hmm. it's hard sometimes when you may feel like the mercy and grace that Jesus would give you if he was here in the flesh his followers, his, his self-proclaiming followers would give you that same. Right. It's easy to read it in the story and be like, yeah, like I'll, I'll go and be honest, but like we can all say that we on a good day probably give like a 25% uh, reflection of how Jesus responded to people when he walked the earth. Yeah. We're all growing, yes. But I think for the person who is, you know, wrestling with being honest, with being their real selves, and feeling this tug of like, um, I really feel like I should be honest about this thing in my life. But like, the truth is, I don't trust people mm-hmm. that much mm-hmm. to, to, to handle me with care mm-hmm. um, in this vulnerable state. Um, and, and I wanna say something too for people, if like for the people that find themselves in a place where somebody is confessing something, confessing a sin in their life, or, or trying to be their real selves, like remember your imperfections too. Yeah. And handle them with care. Like it takes so much for someone to open up about something that they're already being tormented in their spirit about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and as uh, you know the world i think the world is is always going to judge anyway mm-hmm. um but we can't we can't assume that the church that god has called us to be a part of is going to treat us the way that the world would right um and i think sometimes we see how the world treats people who are caught in scandals and who are caught in in different various forms of uh of crime and and things of that nature but if you go to a good church you know or, or, or just you're around people that actually reflect the love of christ you won't be cast out mm-hmm. like the world would um and i think it's important to say this too i don't think that it's necessary to stand up on a pew stand up on the rooftops and and scream and confess every thing that you've done in order to be a real one it's not necessary nor is it wise no it's not at all um i think that like because people always quote james 5 16 Mm -hmm. he's very specific about who you confess to right uh somebody who who's righteous and their prayer their their prayers Mm -hmm. prevaileth much Mm -hmm. somebody who the lord highlights to you yeah or that you need to i think of course number one if you sin against a specific person um then yes you should confess to that person yes you should make things right with that person or any anybody else involved and then after that Mm -hmm. it says a righteous person you're confessing to like the the person that you sin against and then another person Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that isn't going to just handle you in any type of way. Um, like you said, you got to use wisdom in that. Um, for some of for some people, it's just a pastor. For others, it's your spouse mm-hmm. and the pastor. Yeah. Um, for some of you, it may not be that friend that sin with you. Right. You know what I mean? Because he'd be dumb. like, "Oh yeah, I just I told him," and and that's it. Like, and I think the the Lord like calls us to do that, um, because the right person will always heal and bind you back up, not beat you down and make you feel worse. Right, that's true. And and, and you know, James, people, I love that you pointed that out. People love to use James five for all you nosy people out there. Stop. <laughs> Stop. (laughs) Stop being so nosy. Stop using scripture just so that you can figure out what's in somebody's business. Stop. (laughs) That's why don't nobody want to talk to Mm y'all. Now, I'm sorry that I hit you in your radio like that. But (laughs) I just wanted to say that what you said is so profound. How we receive determines if they'll ever unpack with us again. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not even so much important that they come to us. It's just important that we are the hands and feet of Mm -hmm. Jesus. And God handles us with care. Absolutely. He handles us with care. And that's what made me so hurt about the church consequences. Because, um, you know, a lot of that just taught people how to hide things better. Mm -hmm. Or that Mm -hmm. they will never confess again because like last time i was told this and i was told that excuse me um but one thing that i do want to warn against before we even finish this podcast is this is not a live your truth 
message yes. in a sense of you know just do what you want to do and 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 have no no standard this is right. not excusing standards you know mm-hmm. i get when people are like okay if you're going to be a part of this thing then you can't be out here wilding out mm-hmm. and you just don't have any remorse you know you just feel like so what yeah if i sleep around or so what mm-hmm. if i'm like cursing all over social media and drinking i should mm-hmm. still be able to use my gift because we all sin no 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 that's not what we're talking mm-hmm. about so I know the enemy sometimes he just creeps into little messages like this and he tries to justify your sin. This is not a sin justification no. episode. We're not saying be a real one as in just because, you know, some people who settle in their sins mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, well, this is just me. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not. Not even no. according to scripture. It's not. No, 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 no. So this is not that type of message. But what I will say is that being the real you, there's freedom in that absolutely there's freedom in that because now when now now you don't have this secret that you're carrying Mm -hmm. it's freedom there is man and and i want to touch on something you were just talking about as far as sin is concerned um for those of you listening that are already believers you, you probably have an experience with this already but um sin is very deceitful especially for more mature believers who have been doing this for a while yeah um i think it's important for us to just acknowledge the simple fact that unaddressed sin is sin that will continue to grow in your life Mm -hmm. um unaddressed sin is something that starts small but but ends in in a plethora of, of damage um the word talks about how sin produces death and it does produce spiritual death a lot of times uh, but the more you sit in a specific sin and, and you don't address it you don't deal with it in the way that the lord calls us to deal with it uh the more damage it's going to cause to your spirit and the more that's going to affect your relationships with other people um the best example that i could use is david mm. we all know david to be the man after god's own heart and I've heard it argued this way that he was a man after God's own heart because he ha- he kept a repentant heart. Yeah. Not that he never sinned, not that he never did anything wrong, but he loved God so much that he didn't want to be in a bad relationship with God. And so he constantly repented. He constantly just talked to God. Um and I think yeah. I'll speak for myself here. When I've had unaddressed sin in my life and I wasn't being the real one, Um, that I knew that I was called to be my relationship with God wasn't as genuine as I put off you know or or as I even wanted it to be in my heart like I couldn't have a real conversation with God because I was being fake when I spoke to him you know I was talking to him like I had no guilt in my heart or I had no no thing to confess if you will right right um and so it made our relationship very stagnant because he's like we can't move forward until you're honest Mm -hmm. or until you're obedient Mm -hmm. to what i told you to do Mm -hmm. um and and so all that to say if if there is something if you're listening to this and there's something that the holy spirit reminds you of that that's been following you for some time now that you shove in the back of your mind and you try to convince yourself that it's not that deep and the enemy try to convince you that you're already forgiven and you've already done what you need to do with this sin but you still can't shake that thing 
maybe that's something that the Lord is is calling you to to put in his hands the way he wants it in his hands. And what I mean by that is sometimes like, yes, you you repent um, and you confess with your mouth and the Lord forgives you, but he wants you to go make things right. That's why he also says if um, you have an offense with a brother or sister, like take care of that before you come to him in prayer. Right. And so many times we think that like just praying a prayer with our mouths to God is enough when in reality we've sinned against someone else, whether they know it or not. And God is waiting on us to go deal with that before we ask anything of him or before we get back to where we started. You know what I mean? Or where we left off, I should say. Um, so I guess to wrap that all up, you have to understand that God is a God of grace. God is a God of mercy, but he loves you too much, too much to let any even little sin hide in your heart. Um, he won't let, he won't allow you to have peace until like he's going to come knocking on the, the door of your heart until he kicks that sin out mm-hmm. and that's that's going to be happening our entire life yep. um those things that we may be scared of 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 talking about or dealing with or whatever yep um that's true you know um it's sometimes like the enemy makes you feel like you know no one's gonna love you no one's gonna like you mm-hmm. they looked up to you they admired you First of all, if you're local, come see Deception. A lot of what we're oh, talking yes. about, we we talk about in Deception. And I'm going to tell you, the scene specifically that we talk about is something that I went through. Mm. I don't want to tell it. I, I almost told it, but I, I realized that's dumb because <laughs> people need to come see it. Yeah. It, that just yeah. ruins the whole scene. Come see it. It's just me being transparent with something that I have struggled with. Mm. And I mean, I tried to, my best to put on stage the exact way a situation happened to me. And oftentimes, what I will say is oftentimes, God, see, the thing is about the sins, it's not like God doesn't stop using you. Mm -hmm. It's not like he takes his anointing from you like, you know, you're struggling with this. You know, a lot of times, God is chasing after the real you. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's so hard is because you haven't been real with yourself mm-hmm. and you haven't been real with the people who God has placed in your life. And so like they are they are I'm trying to word this in a way that because we're speaking from having seen what I'm talking about yeah, and someone's yeah. listening from not having seen what I'm talking about. What what I what I'm saying is. Um, the, the The sins in your life that you wrestle with. You know, God wants to use you, and sometimes the enemy will use those as a handicap. Those mm-hmm. sins that you're hiding, he'll use those as uh, stoppers or roadblocks to tell you that you're not anointed, mm-hmm. that you can't be used, and it's not true. Yeah. And because it's not true, you know, that should, you know, I, I tell you that it's not true so that you can feel comfortable with releasing that, mm-hmm. with talking to someone. One of the best things. We live in such a great time where you can get therapy, mm-hmm. you can talk to counselors, you can even do it through text message now. Like, But you want to get that thing out of you that the enemy is tormenting you with mm-hmm. so that you can be real with yourself because there's nothing worse than knowing the man or the woman that you could be but not being able to be that because of something holding you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's right, man. Um, I've been in similar situations as well. Yeah, and it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like. Let me say this: there, there's a verse in the Bible that says, uh, "The Lord's kindness leads to repentance." Yeah, and I found myself in a place where God was almost too kind to me that I could no longer. I could no longer pretend like everything was all right. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever been in a place where you maybe like did something messed up or wrong to somebody and for some odd reason they just kept doing nice things for you yeah. and it like ate you alive every single time they did something nice for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, all right, I can't, I can't accept this anymore because this is what I did to you yeah. or, or this is what I've done. Yeah. And, you just eat you alive and sometimes that's what the lord does with us i love what you said about you know just because you you know sin or whatever doesn't mean that the lord will stop using you Mm -hmm. um and i think sometimes just that simple fact is enough to lead people to repentance yeah because you and your heart already don't feel like you deserve to be used in that capacity Mm -hmm. yet he still chooses to use you Mm -hmm. and that right there is like man you've been real you've been a real one with me right i want to be real with you yeah like i want to give you my full self like i'm tired of being one foot in one foot out or even just holding this part of my life from you Mm -hmm. like i want to give it all to you like i really want to 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 do that Mm -hmm. and um and his kindness man is what does that for a lot of us um i believe it like true repentance i think if people turn because they're scared they'll always go back because it's not that they had a hatred for the thing that they were doing, but they just had a fear mm-hmm. of being caught or being found out or fear of consequence. And so somehow, some way, they'll always find their way back to that thing. Yeah. But kindness, if it's because you love someone, excuse me, um, that has lasting effects. Like if somebody was telling you, somebody in your life told you, I don't like when you do this or I don't like when you say this you may have you may have genuinely thought that it was okay you may have genuinely thought that you were being funny or that they even liked it but if you truly love that person you're not gonna do that simply right. because you love them right and you understand how it makes them feel mm-hmm. a lot of times the things that we do and I like the sin that we we harbor in our hearts comes from selfish intentions like you don't feel like you're hurting anyone um, you feel like I'm the only one that this is going to affect. And so why does it matter? You know what I mean? But when you find out that someone else is actually being affected by your actions and it's hurting someone else, like the thing that makes you feel good or, or, or helps you to get over or whatever is hurting someone else, you're more apt to like change that because of your love for that person um, and their ability to still love you. Um, to put it plainly, y'all heard in the last episode that uh, that I recently got married, and um, my wife is awesome. She's an awesome woman of God, and um, not to put like all our business out there, but there was something going on in um, in our relationship that actually started before our marriage, and I was reluctant to tell her and be honest about what was going on. Um, there was temptation to believe that she didn't have the capacity to forgive me and to love me the same way uh there was temptation to believe that she was going to turn and try 
to do to me what I did to her. Um, and so there were many excuses that I used to try and um, not tell her. But eventually the Lord dealt with me. Um, and I got to the point where I told her and I saw physically how it made her feel um, on the inside. I saw it through tears. I thought I saw it through um, just the words that she said. And I, th I saw it through her silence. I saw it in a way that was very tangible to me. And at the time that I committed this sin against her, I was only thinking about myself. Um, I didn't think about how it would affect her. And so it was something that I felt like I could have stayed in because I felt like I was only affecting myself. Mm -hmm. But when I saw how it affected her, it changed how I thought about the whole thing. Like now when I do this, I remember her tears, her words, and right. how it really made her feel. Right, right. And so like I can't do that and love her because now I know how that makes her feel. And if I can just willingly do that, I, I'm either, number one, extremely selfish, or two, I just don't love her. And so um, I think all that to say, I think that a lot of times when we uh, repent from sin, we develop a deeper level for God because we know how sin in our life makes him feel. We have this revelation on how sin in our lives that at one point we may we may have felt only affected us how it affects him and how it affects our relationship with him and so you get to a point where you're like look i may not be able to turn from this thing on mm -hmm. my own mm -hmm. but my heart does not want to do this anymore mm. um and that's being a real one to me yeah you know what i mean I, I it's hard but um but I think being a real one, man, with all that being said, is really loving yourself and loving others around you enough to be honest with who you are and um, and what's going on in your in your life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think that's that's the only way that I could put it at the moment. Maybe I'll be able to uh to word that differently later but yeah that that's that's really good um i don't know i i just you know i don't really have much more to say other than it there's freedom attached to when you can be honest you know mm -hmm. one of the most freeing things for me was writing mm. it was so freeing because sometimes it's hard to say things like it's easier to write things that I can't say yeah. or it's easier for me to like I have to show you what I'm talking about and mm -hmm. I have to like show you what this feels like to me yeah you know yeah. and that that that's when the ministry began and I remember when I first started writing God would always tell me don't write cute mm. write honest write the truth mm. don't write cute and sometimes you know it's like oh with our with being a real one it's like I don't know how much of me they can take Mm. or how much of me they will accept mm. or you know i was real once i have to be real again mm -hmm. you know um and god was just like you know just just be be um just just 
I don't know. Just just be honest. Don't write cute. Don't live cute. Because first of all, we're all human beings, okay? And I am always skeptical of a person that never talks about any struggles that they have. Like Come you on, just don't. That means you're not being honest you're not about a real something. One. You're not a real one. <laughs> you're, not you're not a real one. one. Because if you don't, you mean to tell me that you don't have any struggles? How? Mm-hmm. How are we both made of flesh, born into sin, and you have nothing? Now, that doesn't mean that you have to tell me everything, because maybe I'm not the person that you would talk to about it. But you can tell by the way people teach or preach messages that you do not, you're not a real one. Because when you recognize how sinful you are, you don't bash people over the head with the truth because you know how you like you said you remember the sins that you have Mm -hmm. and now you're cautious and you're careful about how you treat other people who are coming to you with theirs so you know if you're listening to this ask yourself are you a real one this is how to be a real one one one-on-one i think we're gonna make a part (laughs) two of this episode absolutely i think so too because i think that it is so important that people um understand that you don't have to live in this facade. Mm-hmm. You can take the makeup off. You can take the fancy clothes off and just be you. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't even understand that you have friends until you're honest. That's when oh they become gosh. your friends. Mm-hmm. Not, it's easy to be someone's friend that doesn't have a problem. That's just like nice right. all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. You're, okay, but well then y'all not friends. <laughs> right, right, you're, you're acquaintances. Exactly, you don't start being friends until you start being honest, mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. so. And and you find out real quick, man, that just how human we all are. Yeah. Um, and I think the more human you see that we all are, the more it should draw you to the perfection of who God is. Mm-hmm. He's the closest thing. Well, He is the only perfect thing that um, that is. Oh yeah. And you would want a relationship with someone um, with God who is perfect. Because we all need a break from all of our humanity. Yeah. Um, and there's, I think there's something in all of us that longs for that, um, that longs for, for justice, that just longs for righteousness. Yeah. Um, whether we don't, whether we know how to articulate that or not, there's something in all of us that just wants the wrong things in this world made right. Yeah. And, and God is the answer jesus is the answer to all of those things and so when we see um when we're a real one and we learn how to become a real one with Mm -hmm. god and with other people we're drawn closer to god he's Mm -hmm. the one who instructs us on how to be a real one he designed us um and so Mm -hmm. we have to constantly be in relationship with him excuse me to um to know how to be a real one yeah you know and and la and i's sounds jacked up but our version of a real one is going to be different from your version of a real one yeah like y'all all have different things in your life that nobody knows but you and god mm-hmm. um just like we do mm-hmm. and so like in order to really be a real one you have to go to the one that made you the real authentic one that made you You can't listen to what culture says about what it means to be a real one you can't even listen to everything that we say uh it takes, no. it takes to be a real one because god is the only one that can confirm to you that's right 
that you're a real one and you're being everything that he's called you to be. That's right. So, you want to know how he tests what's real? In the fire. Mm-hmm. I was just reading that in the Word, man. Was that was that today? Was in, is it is that in Corinthians? I can't even remember. I, I think it's in Corinthians when when Paul says, you know, don't basically like don't admire anyone because we don't know the true motives, the true motives, and it's going to be revealed in time the secret motives of people, mm-hmm. and everything is going to be tried by fire, and only the things that come out of the fire is going to mm-hmm. be the things that were worth keeping and if you have done things with the wrong motives or if you basically have not been a real one (laughs) all that stuff is gonna burn up Uh, and you will escape the fire because you are a believer in christ but it'll be like barely escaping the flames i believe mm -hmm. that's in first corinthians if Mm -hmm. i'm not mistaken i'll correct myself next podcast if it is (laughs) but um i i think that's all that i have for you guys today um but you know we would not be the huddle if we didn't leave you guys with strategy strategy how do i become a real one you want to tell them what the first strategy is y'all already know at this point come on now number one is always to pray pray always pray and to be a real one that's the first step and probably the most important step of learning how to be a real one is praying and seeking the face of the one who made you that's good that's good number two i heard this quote by someone that's very very wise um his name is austin austin <laughs> willis <crazy. laughs> you really should meet this guy i'm telling you no, i think man, you'd like him i really think i'm thinking of honestly bringing him on the show <laughs> yeah that'd be lit. <laughs> he he's great he says something all the time is god enough are you okay with just you and God? And the reason why I say that is because when you are preparing to be a real one, aka getting ready to talk to someone and tell them like, hey, this is who I am, this is where I am, this is what I'm struggling with. If you go into that conversation and in that moment, knowing that God is enough, you are no longer tempted to hold back the truth and fear can no longer hold you because you know at the end of the day, if I am real with some people and they decide that they don't want to deal with me anymore, I have God on my side. And Come if on. I have God on my side, I lack nothing. And the same God who sent these people will send someone better. Mm-hmm. So you want to be in a place that you can say God is enough. Because when God truly is enough, then you can be honest. Man, drop the mic. That's a word right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a word right there, for real. It's yeah. God enough. Yeah. And um, I would say, I think, like you said, we might do a part two on this. But if I had to give you a point three, I would say um, stop worrying about what other people think. Ooh. Yes. 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 Stop worrying about what other people think. And uh, I'm going to just let you soak on that one, honestly. I like that I one. That kind of that goes to what I was going to say for number three which is check your circle Mm. let me tell you something there is not a person in my circle that i feel like i can't talk to them about anything Mm. i don't feel like there is a topic off limits for the people that are in my circle Mm. and if you have people and and i know that you have to know who you can converse with and i get when people say that but i'm blessed to not have that problem in my Mm. circle of friends if you are surrounded by somebody who's going to bash you over the head or who is going to Uh, manipulate you or make you feel like trash for being honest that's not someone that you want to have around you especially if they're 
claiming to be a Christian. Right. They might need a little bit more time or maybe God will have to humble them in some areas because if you are not safe in your safe place, aka your circle, then um, something is wrong there. You know, you 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 definitely want to have people around you, like Austin said earlier, who will not rebuke you. But I mean, rebuke is necessary in a sense, but but with love and with kindness, mm-hmm. and who will also restore you. You know, one thing that you want to watch for when you're having conversations with people, especially if you're confessing something or you're telling them something that you struggle with, watch and see how they restore you if they do. Mm. If people leave, if you come to them and you're like, I did this, I feel so horrible. And they're like, you should. And they never restore you. They never remind you of who you are in Christ. They never like offer to pray for you. They're never like there for you. And they're innocent, not not puffing your head up with things that are not true. Mm-hmm. But if they're not the type of friends that are like, hold on, man, hold on, girl, don't don't hold your head down. This is what God calls you. This is who God says you are. Those are the people that you want around you. And if you yeah. don't have that, then I would encourage you to check your circle. Mm. So that's that's, that's all my strategy that I have. Did you it. have anything? I have nothing else. Man. So for our strategy today, it is pray. Ask yourself, is God enough? And what were you saying? Don't uh, stop caring about stop, what people think. Yeah, stop caring about what people think. And if you care that much about what people think, check your circle. Mm. So that is it for our strategy today. Listen, listen, guys. As always, I can't stress this enough. I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys for rocking with the huddle. Um, that that you know that just doesn't get old to me. I'm excited. It is season five, yeah. episode two. So um, I hope you guys have been blessed this far. We have a lot of cool things happening this season. This is actually the first season where things are back to normal. Mm-hmm. So please be patient with us. We're, we're juggling a lot. We're doing an illustrated sermon. Um, last time we did something like that on stage, we didn't have a podcast and now we do. So we're, it's a pretty exciting season here for KOC. Things are kind of back to, I don't want to say normal, but mm-hmm. they're open and we're, 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 we're participating in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. But before we go, I want to leave you guys with prayer. Any closing comments you got? Man, that's it. Um, I, I think, man, if I had to say something, I yeah. would just say, uh, know that our heart here on the huddle is for you. Oh, and yeah. Yes, we do have the hard conversations that, you know, none of, none of us want to have, but we all need. But um but more than anything we want to see you all grow and we want to see you guys really be the best that you can be mm-hmm. and have the strongest relationships with the lord that that you could possibly have mm-hmm. and um although some of these conversations can be hard and can be uh difficult to talk about um don't let it fall on deaf ears and, and take some of the things that you've heard and actually pray about them and try to apply them to your lives because um, we really believe that uh, that God is, is wanting to speak to you guys this season. Yeah. And um, it's going to be tough, but it'll be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Man. I, I love that, man. We I hope you all do hear our hearts in this. We love you guys. Um, I'm going to pray us out and then we'll get off the air. We'll get out your ear. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for this episode. We thank you for a platform to minister. We thank you for the person that's on the other side of their phone, their tablet, their computer, listening in their car, God. We thank you for their heart to listen and support this ministry. God, we ask that you would cover them wherever they're traveling to, whether it be to work, from work, or wherever it is that they're going. God, you know the situations that they're faced with, so we ask that you meet the need. Lord, 
help us to remember that you said come to me all of you who are weary who, who are who are carrying burdens and you will give us rest god lord we thank you for the rest lord god and help us to believe that you are a place of rest help us to put the baggage down in jesus name give us courage confidence and safe places so that we can unpack so that we may be healed in jesus name we pray until we meet again amen amen all right guys peace out we love you see you next time